back again. Check the Vending Machine's weekly pop culture podcast on the internet. Two dudes get together and they will chat about stuff. Uh, it's mostly movies and I'm Jason, that's Zach. What's going on, dude? Not much, man. You know, it's... Uh... I know, it feels like a weird time. I was talking to a couple of people about this earlier this week, but it's like... I want to start watching TV shows again, but I feel like I surround myself with TVs, TV so much being in news. It's hard for me to like sit down and like actively watch a show. Like I've been watching Yellowstone and I'm only like five episodes in and like, I like it, but it's hard for me to like, be like, all right, I'm going to binge like the whole first season. It's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It's easier for me to watch like YouTube. I don't know why, but I have the more of an attention span to watch like a two hour video on YouTube about like, fucking some random fucking video game speed run record yeah. than like watching like Taylor Sheridan's highly crafted TV show. Well, I think that's where I think that's the big um, ruse hmm. is that thinking that most TV or even in general TV is highly crafted. That's true. Cause it's clearly not because people don't watch it and it gets canceled after a season. Yeah. And that's Except the, for Yellowstone somehow, that's the one that's fucking, he's popping out fucking well, spin-offs because, that left and right. That's just because people fucking have, I'm, I'm sure it's a fine show, I've never watched it, so I, I'm not yeah. trying to sit there saying the show's bad, because I've never seen it. But, that's because you got a bunch of like, fucking dudes who watch the show, I'm sure Chick watch it too, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh man, we got tough cowboys, oh man, oh, Sons of Anarchy dude, tough bikers, bro. I feel like that's it, I, I feel like it's the new Sons of Anarchy. Because it's funny because my parents started watching it too. Yeah. And I remember the last show like this that they watched was they were big Sons of Anarchy people. I don't know if they watched Mayans or whatever, but I know that they watched Sons of Anarchy. And it feels like this is like the new Sons of Anarchy. Like Sons of Anarchy finished and now it's like, okay, now we all hop on the Yellowstone bandwagon. I, uh, I, um, I never even finished Sons of Anarchy. I don't think I've ever really watched it. I watched the first season, maybe the first two. I watched it basically just until Sheridan left. Yeah. <laughs> and then I stopped watching. Not because of him, because it's coincidentally I stopped caring. Yeah. So it might have been season two or three. I don't remember. I didn't realize he was involved with Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, he was an actor. Oh. He played a cop on it. Interesting. He played like the good, the good, the good, uh, good good two shoes cop goody, goody two shoes cop he's like the one good cop in the town uh-huh and the chief was like a you know in the pocket of the biker club yeah the show's too prima donna that's the problem with the show i have i feel like it's i feel like it's a lot of those shows because i feel like yellow yellowstone's the same way where it's like more of a soap opera than anything it, else. it really is and like i i wanted to, i i was expecting like the shield but with bikers mm-hmm. and it was not that like they they yeah. tried to emulate some moments that had that but it just became so goofy yeah um and it wasn't what i expected from a, a hell's angel type show right um i expected more of like what you see from true detective yeah you know where like they're doing the, the undercover parts like where he's they're running around like mm-hmm. so not to get that i didn't really care about it it was really like kind of cringy yeah and i remember when i was at the um academy to be a police officer mm-hmm. we were um fucking me and my buddies were just like i think we we're at lunch or something mm-hmm. and because you have to live there yeah where we where i went 
we saw some guy who's like first their new class came in. That was their first first day, mm-hmm. and after we got out of our stupid little training uniforms, he walked around and like like Sam Crow, uh, <laughs> fucking Sons of Anarchy gear. Like he's wearing like he's wearing like a fucking shirt with like the Reaper on it and like the fucking mm-hmm. sigil, the, be- the the fucking cut symbol on the back. And he's wearing like fingerless gloves <laughs> and like jeans and like boots. And we're like, dude, what? You're trying to be a fucking cop, dude. What are you doing? It was it looked so and it looked so cringy in real life. Yeah, it looks so stupid. And that's the thing is that I feel like it look. I feel like that aesthetic looks good on like TVs and movies, but like seeing people in real life wear like biker uniforms for some reason it doesn't feel real unless you're an actual biker yeah like if you're like you're, you're a real thing like a real deal yeah outlaw you know biker gang person mm-hmm. you gotta know. actually be outlaw country for that yeah i'm talking about like you know when i see like the military groups who wear the cut and it's like the fucking military retired military patch mm-hmm. they're fucking stupid <laughs> but if it's like an actual like you know florida carolina fucking labeled ass patch with the fucking whatever your crew is yeah like okay maybe i you maybe you're less cringy <laughs> but you're still kind of cringy yeah you know so mm. it's the same way i feel about cops who have their truck like decked out with like thin blue line oh yeah the thin blue Punisher line logo the AK- american flag with the blue line across yeah, the middle or of like come and take it bitch or stuff like that like a like a like the little picture of the fucking what's that that military brand like the um oh the, the helicopter uh it's not palmaya who is it um, i don't know but there's like a brand of like a helicopter logo or like there's like they'll have like a picture of like the ar15 on it yeah and then they'll be, or be like fuck fuck you biden come and take my shit <laughs> it's like I feel like the new thing is the Black Rifle Coffee stuff. I feel like everybody yeah, has that. One. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Black Rifle Coffee, motherfucker. <laughs> and I remember, yeah, I, I, the Node guys do a video with them or something like that, which was like the weirdest thing. I'm, I'm sure they did. Yeah. I don't think against the company. I don't care. Yeah. It's not about the company. It's it was that, weird I'm, for me seeing it, though, because I feel like those guys are probably all super liberal. And so then for them to team up with like the Black Rifle Coffee guys, which is like. I don't know. We say that, but they're from fucking like the the middle of the country. Like conservative companies. I don't know. I don't know. We say that, but they're from the middle of the country and they own their own business. That's true. So like they could probably be like, you know, like a libertarian kind of situation. Are they in the middle? I thought they were in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. But they're from the middle of the country. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, yeah, yeah. What was there a show you were trying to actually watch that got you interested? Or you just like thought about like, hey, I want to watch TV again. Uh, it was mostly Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Well, it's like, I don't know, because I go through spurts. It's like, I'm good at, like, watching shows that I don't have to actually, like, pay too close attention to. Like, background noise for me. Like, Law and & Order and Criminal Minds. Like, all of those, like, serial true crime shows are, like, very easy for me to, like, put on in the background and, like, not, like, pay too close attention. But, like, something like Yellowstone or something like that. I feel like it's shows that, like, require my full attention or ones that are hard. You should watch Justified. I need to because I saw that they're making – they finally did like a new series for him that I guess he's yeah. back in Chicago. That's not, not good. Or Detroit or something like that. I, I didn't finish yet, but I don't like it. You don't, you don't like it? Well, because they, they, Goggins in it, dude. They they cast his actual daughter in it to play his really? daughter in the show, and she sucks. I was about like, to say, she's I feel not like that good. never works. It's like – what was it? 
the yoga hosers were or whatever yeah. where it was like johnny it's depp and kevin, kevin smith, smith kid yeah. or something like that and it's just like they're terrible and like the his daughter is doing this terrible accent oh, it's yeah. terrible dude what kind like, of accent because well, the Raylan's from kentucky the you know, he, they're from Kentucky. This is the, oh, is right. like the character, you know, like his him and his wife. Do a terrible Southern accent. It's so bad. Yeah, it is so bad. And it's the way she talks is so bad in the show. Like I don't know if they're trying to have her to have this way of this like speaking style because it would help maybe like mm-hmm. lessen the impact of her terrible accent. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it's so bad. His his accent is so good. Yeah, that when they talk to each other, it's like Jesus Christ, and she's such a fucking bitch character. Oh, like, really? A terrible character. Like, at least I haven't finished the season yet. So yeah, but like I'm watching it, and, like I have no interest because they're taking it away from Raylan so much. It's becoming more about her. Yeah, well, it's not even really about her. She's definitely there. There's also this other character who's like a uh, defense attorney character. Mm-hmm. They're putting it on her. Like it's like, a lot of like. We're sharing the spotlight off of Raylan in the show yeah. when the show was effective in the first series was because it was only about Raylan. I was going to say number it's two Raylan show. It was Raylan's show, but then also Boyd yeah. was so good. And like the character we see, the defense attorney character is like not, it's, not that, she's not, not Boyd. Level. Yeah. She's not Boyd. She's not Walton Goggins. So like, yeah, she's not Walton. It's just not as just on that level. And also because it's based, this season's based in Detroit, mm-hmm. and they well, they call it like that, the City of Evil or something like that. Is like the, City Primeval, yeah, Primeval, which is yeah. stupid, stupid fucking name. It's dumb. Just call it the City of Evil, Primeval. But like the everyone in the show is solid except for his daughter. Yeah, is like good acting. But like the beauty of the show to me. Was because it was in Kentucky. Yeah. Like, because it was like this, like, boon holler fucking. Mm-hmm. It was, because uh, the whole show was just about the fact that the city cop goes, or the guy who grew up in Kentucky, became a city cop, goes back and becomes like a fucking Lone Star Ranger in fucking modern day Kentucky. Well, I mean, like, I mean, basically, but he's a, mar- he's a U.S. Marshal. Yeah. And, you know, he's living in Lexington or whatever, which is obviously a regular full-size city. Mm-hmm. But he's constantly having to go back to where he's from to catch these fucking criminals. Yeah. Because it's the middle of these fucking little, you know, work. And it makes sense because it's, the crime could exist there because it's all backwood, you know, mm-hmm. place. And, like, yeah. the new season of the show or whatever you want to call it, mini season or whatever it is, I just – the show started off and Raylan was so awesome – Mm-hmm. In the first series, and then in the, in the second the series, he's not even close to being as um as good as he was in the first. I was looking series. at clips on YouTube because mm-hmm. of episodes I haven't watched yet, and the comments kept being like, "When's he gonna shoot somebody?" <laughs> you know, I mean, that was the whole point. Is that he was kind of like, well, he had to like bend the rules whenever well, he, he just broke them completely. Hometown. He would break them completely, yeah. you know. But like. I don't know. I, I'm gonna finish it here at some point, but yeah, it was just it just re- cements the thing that we've been saying for years, Jason, is that everybody just needs to watch Banshee. Yeah, I mean, if you watch Banshee, you at least get something out of it. The, the last yeah. season sucked, but that's fine. Yeah, you know, I think I stopped off because I watched the first season, and I think I because I was watching it at work at one point, and I think I got like part way through the second season, and then I don't remember why, but it somehow like fell off my radar. But I need to get back to it. I well, I think the show progressively loses its steam. Not mm-hmm. that it ever gets bad. Um, it's always good. But yeah. even the last season, which is its weakest season, I think, 
mm-hmm. um, has some decent moments. But yeah, season one is when season one came out. I think that to me was like a. I mean that first episode, that pilot episode for Banshee is so fucking good. Oh yeah, I mean that whole first season has so many good moments. Of yeah. Just that dude. I still go back from time to time and watch his fight with the MMA fighter, oh, and that so shit good. is so fucking so, brutal. So I love good. it. So good, dude. I love that fight so much. That's such just a on a pure fight. like visceral like. It's like it gets to a point where it's not even fight. It's just like fucking violence. It's so. And I I think it's great. It's great filmmaking, and they 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 did it. Cop out on it, and they they let it be bloody. And they do Mm -hmm. a great job of like showing the entire crowd. Yeah, just seeing everybody get. But anyways, yeah, just like the pure violence of the show is it's so good. I love it. I need to get back to it. Well, it's only four seasons, man. I know, and that's the other thing is that it's so short. I mean, it's like. The episodes are long, and I feel like that's like that's one of those factors that stops me from watching a lot of those shows, like HBO, Showtime, Max, like all those shows where it's like they're actually an hour long instead of like forty minutes, like how cable TV shows like cheated out. They're like it's an hour long, and it's like no, it's not. Well, I mean, to me, like I'm so particular of what I watch TV wise because it is such an investment. Like war, I watch Warrior because it's Bruce Lee, mm-hmm. um, or you know, based on Bruce Lee stuff. That's a good action show. Has it's the yeah. best martial arts you're gonna find on TV, just straight up. As yeah, Warrior. That's on Max, isn't it? Yeah, it's on Max. Yeah. It was a Cinemax show, but then they converted it over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Warrior, um, obviously all the HBO stuff. So Warwalk yeah. Empire, Sopranos, watch all that. Yeah. Shield. No, it was an FX show. Mm-hmm. Uh, do all that stuff. Jack Ryan ended terribly, so I didn't even finish it. So it was so terrible. That last oh, you season. didn't the I didn't watch the latest season yet. It's, it was trash. It was fucking terrible. So I'm not gonna watch that. I'm not didn't even didn't even finish that. I had like three episodes left. It's, it's I terrible. want them to make their new season of Jack Reacher because that first season of Jack Reacher was so fucking good. It's gonna. It's coming soon, I think. I hope so, man. Same I thing with the new season of, of Bosch Legacy that's coming out too. That's the one show I watch. I've never year, watched Bosch. Bosch. You like it? I love Bosch, man. Yeah. All right. I've been watching that since the first fucking season, dude. I remember when it was first coming out on Amazon, and they were doing all those like ads. I think like I think last podcast had like ads for like the new season. It's of Bosch. Great. It's a great show. I mean, it's been. I mean, it's, at this point, it's been like. I think it came out in like 2015 or 2016 or mm-hmm. something. It, like it's been a long time now. Yeah, but they moved it to like Freebie or something. Oh, interesting. Where like the new not on Amazon anymore. Uh, I watched it through Amazon, but it was like through a different network mm-hmm. or something because they changed the the just show is different now. Okay. He stopped being a cop. He's not a cop anymore. He's a PI. Huh. Okay. And his daughter is a cop. Which is what the books the books do that. So I know that at some point that's kind of what they're doing. But um, mm-hmm. the big problem with that show is that it's um, the author is also the same author of the Lincoln Lawyer, mm-hmm. and like the, the characters are brothers. Oh, Bosch, Bosch and the Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah, brothers? they're like uh, half brothers. Interesting. So at one point they meet and start working together, but they can ne- they'll never be able to do that because yeah, the rights be do that. the rights keep getting pulled away from each other. Yeah, well, it's I know Matthew McConaughey obviously had his Lincoln Lawyer movie, and then I think there's like a TV show for Lincoln Lawyer out now. It's on Netflix, it? yeah, yeah. And the first season was decent. The guy was good. 
Yeah. Second season's out. I haven't watched it yet. I don't understand. I guess because I've never watched it. Is the premise of Lincoln Lawyer just like any other legal drama? Or is it like yeah. is it different than that? Well, a lot of it is that he works out of his car. Okay. So a lot, like, I think the, the premise was like in the book is that he's kind of like a down, downer on his luck. Mm-hmm. Public lawyer, defender lawyer kind of guy. Yeah. And then he, you know, is gradually like he he thinks people are really he actually tries to help them if they're actually innocent kind of yeah. he's like a good hearted kind of lawyer mm-hmm. kind of thing. And like I don't know, the first season of the show was decent. I haven't watched the new one yet, like I said, but mm-hmm. and like in the show, the first season, there's a point where he talks about maybe meeting his older brother or older f- siblings or something, and but I know it can't be Bosch. Because yeah. they, they, they can't show it to be Bosch. So I'm like, all right. Because it's cool because like in the – from I read a couple of the books that have them both in it. <clears throat> and they say that, you know, because Bosch's mom was a prostitute. Huh. That his dad – his dad is a high-powered like L.A. attorney. Okay. They had like a baby. And then he like, you know, she had a baby, whatever, whatever. And then he got – his mom died. He grew up in like – foster care like orphan orphanage kind of thing huh so so bosch like really like cares about prostitute homicide and he cares about mm-hmm. missing the kid and stuff whereas his name is mickey um the lawyer mm-hmm. he like you know his mom is like hispanic and his dad is this white high-powered attorney whatever yeah. he like knew his dad but and then he met bosch when bosch because bosch is like 15 years older than him right kind of thing so he remember like meeting some old guy when he was a older teenager when he was a kid but didn't know that it was his brother because he's they have different moms right and then at some point like he when he's older working he's like oh i have a brother he's a detective i think yeah and they meet each other he's like yeah i know who you are (laughs) you know so i mean it's it's cool in the books but like i'm not sure how how cool it's gonna be if they ever actually they never will it's kind of like with um an amazon with without remorse like, oh yeah how is it they're both on amazon but yet you couldn't figure out how you to can't have that character uh, in the show Krasinski show up as jack ryan in that movie yeah or not even that but you couldn't even just get you know a different different person to play john clark to be in yeah jack ryan like it would have worked out perfect yeah it would have worked out because like the character they have in the show for michael pena mm-hmm. that character um uh i can't remember his name Either way, he's in the books. He's partnered with John Clark. Oh, okay. But they start Rainbow together, right? So it's like they're you can't have one without the other, right? Like they're so important. Like I'm pretty sure Domingo. I'm pretty sure his name Chavez. I'm pretty sure he like married John Clark's daughter. Like like he becomes like his son-in-law. So all all this stuff that's like, why are we like not trying to get these things figured out to have these shows be interconnected the way the books can be, right? You know, so I don't know. Yeah, it's a problem when you split everything up. It's like, I don't know, because it's the same argument that everybody was having with the Marvel shit when that was first coming around, which was like, their rights were so spread out everywhere because nobody used to give a fuck about any of this shit. Yeah. Now it's all about, like, the shared universe, extended universe, that kind of thing, so. Well, the thing, too, I mean, on the flip side of that, which is, I don't, you don't have to have Spider-Man stop by Daredevil's apartment, eat a slice of pizza. That's cool. We could do that. But like with like something like Tom Clancy, it's all singular one person's vision, and they all yeah. exist usually in the same planet on the same time period. Yeah, 
you know, at one point Jack Ryan's the president. Well, he's going to be sending John Clark and Domingo on stuff. Like that's that's yeah. the president, you know, there's a really fun part in one of the later books of the Jack Ryan Jr. series, which is obviously after Tom Clancy's, Tom Clancy's race, but has already died already for the, mm-hmm. like, a couple of years. But there's a, they, the, Jack Ryan, the president knows that he cannot have the CIA and them be uh, doing stuff on the books because it looks bad. So yeah. he unintentionally, like intentionally un purposefully kind of thing, like has a company set up to do stuff, espionage huh. kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And he has his son who's Jack Ryan jr. Uh, work there, but he's also like Jack Ryan, which is like, he's like an analyst mm, okay. kind of guy. And he, he falls into being active in the field. Yeah. His, um, he has two cousins who are like, one's an FBI agent. One's like a Marine. So they mm-hmm. work there and they're kind of more of the field, the field agents amongst a bunch of other people. Gotcha. And there's a part in the book where one of the books where John Clark, who is now at this point, super duper old because he's from mm-hmm. Vietnam. Uh, and then Chavez, who at this point is like probably 50 cause he's been doing this for so long. Right. But they're, they're getting booted out of the CIA. So they get told by some guy who's their friend, Hey, they're going to boot you out. They're going to give you your pension plan. Mm-hmm. You should, you should probably go talk to this guy which is the this owner of this company. Yeah. Right? And then they go to this company, they visit, it's a really nice, ritzy, ditzy place, it's all a bunch of money, everyone in suits, uh-huh. and they're talking to the guy who's a senator who runs the, the company or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like, so what do you guys do? He goes, what do you all, like, kill people or something? And the guy's like, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And they're like, wait, you're serious? Like, whatever, you know? Well, when's the last time, who's the last person that, like, the last operation y'all did that someone got killed? He goes, oh, you just talked to the guy who did it. And they're like, wait, what? Jack Ryan, G- the fucking president's kid, just killed someone? <laughs> does does does, the, does Jack Ryan, the former president, know that? And he's like, I'm probably not. <laughs> probably not. But so it's like stuff like that mm-hmm. is what makes this stuff more like I don't know. People love to see like the worlds collide, kind of thing. Yeah, so I no. get it. Um, I but at the same so. time, something simple is. I think it's different when stuff with stuff like that, where yeah, it's actually like a like the narratives are actually interwoven. Because yeah, with like comic book stuff, I mean, outside of like obviously like big events, like most stories are pretty separate. Yeah, that's yeah. So you really could like outside of like cameos from other superheroes, like you can really not give a fuck about other superheroes and just like watch yeah. the one movie. Yeah, but yeah, something like that. I mean, it'd be like I guess that'd probably be like going to like the lord of the rings and like having the lights rights for books or what like the rights for like the dwarves characters like they have their own spinoff show and then all of a sudden yeah. you can't have fucking gimli show up for like right. the fellowship or some shit yeah well it's like the amazon show yeah where they don't have the rights to anything beyond they don't have the rights to the good shit so they have to fucking make do with yeah tolkien's like extra shit that he didn't actually want to put right. in, like an Stuff actual he wrote when he was taking a shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> whatever they definitely made a show that sense felt like somebody was just taking like shit yeah. on the script. It feels like that, man. Uh, hey, this is Check the Vitamin Machines Weekly Pop Culture Podcast. We're here to talk about a couple things. Yeah. Mostly one thing. One big thing. Zach, what, what are we talking about? You pick, you picked this week's topic, so what are we talking about? I did. We're talking about the 1992 film. Robert Rodriguez directed El Mariachi. 
And I will say, I picked this, but I'd never seen it before. And I thought this one had Antonio Banderas in it. Yeah. I, so I was I started it and I was like, oh, that's not Antonio Banderas. So I was gonna that's why I asked you twice. Yeah. I was like, so I mean, I'm the Ariachi, this, right? Obviously, this is like the origin story before you get to the Antonio Banderas right. stuff. But I guess why I texted you, I was like, so El Mariachi. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I go, okay. And I was walking my dog. I wanted to be like, like an hour later, I was like, do I need to text them again and be like, do you mean Desperado or do you want <laughs> But I didn't want to insult you and be like, you know. No, you're good. You know? But I think that this but, movie, I mean, I didn't, I, I, I didn't realize it, but I still wanted to go in order regardless. So, for me. Well, I think that El Mariachi um, is a... I mean, I'm going to cut it short here before I even go anywhere else. It, yeah. To me, it's a, it's an excellent movie mm-hmm. and not just, not, is it just an excellent movie based on the budget? Cause it is a purpose. It is a masterclass yeah. example of what you can do with no money with almost no money. Yeah. Um, but also just in terms of the way the film is made, it shows you to me, it shows you that Robert Rodriguez is like, like what just has an, an innate ability yeah. It was like destined to make good action flicks because he's just so good at. You he's look at this movie. Very good at action staging. You just good like. at look at this movie, and you compare it to so many movies from like low budget VHS shot on video era, yeah. and you think like, how did you guys not get this? Yeah. But this like dude from Texas with like eight grand, mm-hmm. like was able to shoot the movie. And then obviously it cost much money. Yeah. I, I know a lot about the movie to make it to fix it later, mm-hmm. like how do y'all not get this? But this dude got it on his first go around yeah. and like just crushed it. And um, to me, it's a real good shining example of like money doesn't mean quality. Yeah. Um, as long as you have like good sh- shot selection and good, good choice and dialogue. Say, as and long as you stuff. are able to like have the eye for like what you want the scene to look like. And as yeah. long as, you know, obviously you have to be realistic when you're on a budget about like what you can do with your shot. But like, if you know, you know what your limitations are and what you're able to do with what you have, yeah. then, I mean, you can still make a, a really, really good action movie. Well, you don't even need that many locations. You know, you can, you can yeah, have I mean, it be such small. Three. There's like the street in this town, there's Domino's bar. And then there's, uh, Moco's ranch. That's basically like the three major locations in the movie. And then you have like, the hotel and the hotel like, yeah hotel you have all these these little smaller places but like those are not humongous I mean, set pieces. and it's also like clearly they just like they didn't you know build this stuff i mean they no. literally just like went to this town and yeah like, all right we're gonna film the movie here right and i think that it's again like when you look at it as a whole and you look at what desperado does mm-hmm. it was like yeah this dude had it figured out I mean, yeah. he, there's building upon what they already did, what they were, he already did with mm-hmm. with El Mariachi. So I want to say this real quick though, because yeah. the movie I, it's a famous movie in terms of indie stuff. He wrote a book about it. Oh, did he about how he made the movie with no money? Okay, but I think what the situation was, if I remember correctly, because it's been a while since I read the book, um, he he shot it for like seventy eight hundred dollars or something or something mm-hmm. crazy. But then to fix it and the audio, they 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 had another like two hundred thousand to fix the audio because they were filming it mm-hmm. with raw sound in the middle of a town with right. like brick, you know whatever. So they fixed the audio, but that's also when they had you no know, they got the budget from. 
you know, Paramount or whoever the company was. Yeah. I can't remember what the company was. Universal Columbia, some yeah. shit. So it's kind of like, even at total 207000 or however much money, whatever it was. I'm surprised it took like 200000 Just for the audio, it just took like $200,000. That's crazy. But like just in 1997, that's still like, that's still nothing. Yeah. That's that's less than half a million, less than a million. Like even low budget movies at the time. I mean, that's less than a quarter of a million. I mean, even like small movies today don't get made for like. You're still doing. You're still doing. You're still doing five million dollars, fifty million dollars for some of these things. But like at the time, some of these no low budget B flicks or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. that's still maybe I don't know, probably on par, if not less than a bunch of them. But you look at like these, like the stuff from like like Rounders, these movies that have like Mm -hmm. that are still low budget. They're still looking in the millions. Yeah. You know, and if you're doing the shot on video type of stuff for less than half a million, I mean, you probably expect a really shitty movie, which is fine. But then you have this quality of this movie that's so well crafted and the vision yeah. that you, the the video aspect of it, like the shot on video type stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I can't remember if it is shot on video, but it looks like it. Um, it definitely looks like it was shot on video, yeah. But there's, there's so much like clarity in terms of what the guy is trying to do. That like yeah. if you like when you see Desperado a couple years later, like oh, like this is, I mean, I get what you were doing back then, and it's so clear, yeah, that if you had the money even in 1992, like it would have looked ten times, a billion times better yeah. if you had the gear there. You just didn't have it, and you just wanted to make a flick, and you crushed it. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you that before we keep going, mm-hmm. is that like, what was your reasoning for picking El Mariachi? Uh, what's your background with the the trilogy if you uh, have I have no background with the trilogy first of all um I don't know I feel like I've always been interested in these movies because I know obviously I don't I didn't know this movie <laughs> but I know the Mexican the Mexico trilogy um and I know this is like some of Robert Rodriguez's like most well-loved movies yeah um and I really just remember the guitar case full of weapons and I wanted to see how that worked in a movie. Didn't that one, didn't it at some point it like ends up having like a chain gun in it or something like that? Or like a gun, there's like a gun that pops out of the bottom of the case or something like that. That, he that might be number part. three. Yeah. Cause number three, one. number three gets like real wonky. That's the once upon a time in Mexico, right? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that one as many times. Yeah. It's fun, but like, it goes it like leans into like the grind super grindhousey like yeah like kind of goof troop kind of mm-hmm. elements from what i remember um desperado for me is the is the one that i've watched the most yeah um then el mariachi but yeah i mean to me like i've seen all the movies a lot mm-hmm. but desperado in particular i watch i watch quite a bit yeah um and i i have seen I watched Desperado first, then went backwards, and then watched El Mariachi, and then I watched Once Time Once Time Time Mexico, mm-hmm. but only because I wanted to. I, I was really getting into like these indie action flicks. I wanted to see the origins of this guy who mm-hmm. I love for Spy Kids and stuff like that. Yeah, and I honestly rewatching this movie and having seen Des, having Desperado be so in my own brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly like the actor for El Mariachi more. 
You like him more than Antonio Banderas? Yeah, he's not as good looking, obviously. Obviously, but yeah. he, I like, I like his style more. I like the way he, I like, I think his his way he acts because they're two different characters. That's the, that's the hard thing. When you watch Desperado, you're gonna see. Oh, you're gonna. I think you're gonna question something because in Desperado he is so much a different person. Mm. Like, and that's why I was so confused when I when I first watched El Mariachi um, after Desperado mm-hmm. was like, so is he a hitman? Yeah, because in El Mariachi he's very clearly just a mariachi. Yeah, he's just a mariachi that gets swept into this. Yeah, plot. But if you watch Desperado, they almost make it seem like no, he's actually just a hitman. Hmm. I mean, at the end of uh, El Mariachi, I feel like you could kind of make that jump that he becomes like a thug or a hitman or something like that. I mean, he basically just runs away. He's got a motorcycle, a guitar case full of weapons, and a pit bull. Yeah, and like you don't see the pit bull ever again. His hand you don't is see not... the dog ever again. Oh, no, his hand is different. His hand is healed a different way. And like, I was going to say, is the hand something that stays throughout? No, no Like, no, no, at the no. end, he's got, like, some fucking, like, Inspector Gadget claw. No, he has a regular on. hand in the following movies. But then also in Desperado, he's a part where he, like, calls his his friends who are other mariachis who are also, like, killers. And it's kind of huh. like, I'm, like, confused. It's like, because I kept thinking, like... So it's Robert Rodriguez introduces, like, some John Wick world yes. for mariachis? Yeah, kind of. It's almost like, and he's like, and then the mariachi is so much more, like, Banderas as mariachi is like so much more like confident and more mm-hmm. suave and like an actual like badass. Yeah. Whereas this mariachi and M- an mariachi is like very much like a I'm just trying to survive kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know if they're trying to say like it's been a long time. He's been grizzled from having to mm. do work. I don't know, but like I can't remember exactly how they explain it if they even do. Yeah. But the characters are very different and. um <laughs> I really like the way that this dude, I can't remember his name, Gallegos or something like that. Something like that. The way that he portrays this like kind of like aloof, unsure character yeah. in a oopsie-daisy plot, I think is really funny. Yeah. I mean, the plot for it is kind of kind of stupid. The fact that he just gets mistaken for this like fucking, well, he's not like a crime boss. Uh, he worked for Moko for like i guess he was partnered with him on something like that yeah but another criminal he just wears black which he also doesn't wear like he wears a blue shirt he just has like a black vest like he still wears also blue. you would just be like hey explain describe the person okay yeah. heavy set. he's like vest. a heavy set dude he wears like a black vest he can't yeah i mean the guitar case i get but like the fact that like this guy clearly like knows what this guy looks like because with them when they bring the mariachi to his ranch he's like that's not the guy yeah. It's like, okay, well, can you give me a fucking clue of, like, what the fuck he looks like? Because you just said he wears black and carries a guitar case, so. Right. You know, and I, like, I wouldn't never, I'd be like, yeah, he wears a vest. Yeah. Like, it's very different than, like, a jacket. Yeah, than, like, an actual, like, mariachi uniform. But the thing, too, this movie, which it makes me laugh, is because it has um, some of the editing, like, some, like, fucking Simon, not Simon Pegg, some, like, Ed Wright. Edgar Wright editing oh, yeah. choices, obviously mm-hmm. way before Edgar Wright, but like, right. um, like the the keyboard part at the beginning. I was going to say movie, the setup for the keyboard. I was like, this is some. It's a like goofy shit. Yeah, and I don't. That remember... part at the beginning is just weird in general, where the fucking barman like talks to like he's like talks to the keyboard guy, and the keyboard guy like sets all this thing. He's, yeah, 
cracks his hands, and then he just slays like the dumbest fucking Nelly. But and then going, sits back down the exact uh, same uh, way, almost uh, as if they just reversed the clip. Yeah. And like, I don't think they do that in Desperado. There's nothing like that in Desperado, I don't think. I feel like that's the only real moment where there's like uh, editing choice like that. Like, I can't remember another one. Like, there's plenty of like, I feel like there's plenty of, um, oh God, what's this? Um, Sam Raimi. I feel like there's very mm-hmm. like Sam Raimi moments, especially in like his dream sequences where he's sure. like, this is like POV, like, snake zoom ins on yeah. El Mariachi and stuff like that. Um well I, I don't honestly a like specific like quick choppy editing like a Guy Ritchie or Edgar Wright moment other than like that keyboard scene. I I mean I'm not I wouldn't be surprised because that dude's like the hero to all these guys. Yeah. Just like low budget hero. Oh yeah yeah. Sam Raimi is like the goat of you know like low budget low, filmmaking. Like if it's not Roger Corman, it's like the next dude is gonna be you know oh, Roger Corman man. We're gonna be uh, fucking yes, the best of the worst icon, Roger Corman. I think unfairly because he's the man. He's the. I mean, he's got some. Even the movies that they've put on there, he's got some of the better movies that they ever show. Have you ever seen the clip of Jack Nicholson talking about Roger Corman? No, I haven't. There's a clip on the Roger Corman documentary you can see on YouTube where he starts crying about Roger Corman because he like he got he got him his start. Yeah, like, I've heard that. I mean, they talk about the and I think best of the worst, where it's like everybody said that he's like one of the nicest filmmakers ever. Well, it was like, apparently like for like ten years or something. Like he was like one of Roger Corman's like go to guys when he was like starting to act, and then he like he became Jack Nicholson. And then he became Jack Nicholson. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you see the clip where he's like talking about Roger Corman. He's like very clearly like loves yeah. the guy. Um, but besides the point. Yeah, I love El Mariachi to me. It's such a it's a movie that like I said before the the plot is so the plot's so thin, but what yeah. you're watching his but if you watch any of Rodriguez's movies for a heavy plot, you're I don't know, man. Spy Kids plot, that's pretty heavy. I stuff. mean, it got some depth to it. Like, some you know, depth. Monster Island, but like I, but I'm talking about like He did Alita. I have to say like his his adaptation of Alita is really, really well done. I wish I wish it made more because I would like to see him do another Alita movie or movie similar to that. I feel like he's one of those directors that can actually like, especially with like the way he shoots and like his action like uh, scene choices. Mm-hmm. And obviously, this is like a different movie, but he he gets that like. I don't know how, but he's able to translate that like anime battle style into like real life somehow. Like Alita's Alita was well, it's because he he gets action. Yeah, he gets what makes stylish action effective. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's why the thing when you look at like him and Tarantino and them being mm-hmm. like such big buds and them always working together and them being in each other's movies and stuff. Like, yeah, if I I always. And this is not, he's obviously not one or the other, but I, I was always a Rodriguez guy because his action was like John Woo. Yeah. Like, there's so much of the movies that, that are clearly him, like, being so into John Woo mm-hmm. or just action in general. Like, if you look at Mariachi, it's so hard not to see gun fu stuff. If you look yeah. at Desperado, it's clearly him filtering this kind of love for gunplay and then make, mm-hmm. filtering it through his own vision but making it so his stuff and that's the thing about tarantino that i don't like is like he likes the stuff but then just copies it 
Yeah. And Rodriguez is like, no, I'm going to put it through my own like Mexican heritage type mm-hmm. thing and make it so unique. Like that to me is so cool. Yeah. But even if you look at like my favorite Rodriguez movie is from Dust Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. And it's like that concept is so. The concept is so wonky and crazy. And like you watch this movie and they're two serial killers who are on the run. They get to a bar. It's a vampire bar. But in the middle of the bar are vampire hunters. And it's like, what the fuck is going on, dude? It's very weird. By the end of the movie, the serial killer becomes like the hero, which is a weird concept. It's amazing. It's such an amazing movie. Um. But it has great action in it and great effects yeah. and Tom Savini, obviously. obviously. It's so killer. So good. But then you that look at fucking like, crossbow jackhammer shit is so fucking good. Yeah. Excuse me. But then you get to like, you go back to mariachi and mm-hmm. it to me is such a through line because my favorite scene in the movie, uh, besides the running, because the running scene is so good. The running the chase scene. It's, it's the scene where they're at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, we have no money, so we're going to make a chase scene in this hotel, yeah, uh, motel, and we have no budget. So we're going to have people run in and out of these rooms. He's going to hide. He's going to run back in. He's going to jump down, run really far away, forget that he doesn't have his fucking guitar case. He doesn't have his guitar case or his jacket, so he has to go back for it. Run back to it, and then we're going to throw the guitar case up over the thing. And the whole time, you're like thinking like... Are, are they double playing us? Is he actually a killer? Are there actually guns in there? Because he yeah. ca- he killed some people before. I was about to say, yeah. So he did it, and he he wasn't that shaken by it. So he's is he actually a hitman, or is there a guitar yeah. in there? And the whole movie, you're not really sure until the bathtub scene when he actually starts playing. Yeah. You're like, okay, he's actually just a mariachi guy. He actually is just a mariachi. You know? But to me, like that whole chase scene with the guitar and the and they're, he's climbing up the fucking thing and the, on the level, and he's like tossing mm-hmm. the guitar case up, like... The way that that whole scene is, the chase sequence is paced, is like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it be tense with uh, pace, mm-hmm. but we only have so much room to film a chase sequence. Yeah. So we're gonna just have two people running separately, and we're gonna have it be some anime zoom lines, mm-hmm. and then have the moment of all in the face. Oh shit! quick cut to the guitar case oh shit and then he has to run back yeah to me like that's like really well done action mm-hmm. just so well done crafted action like for a first movie like i mean it's really especially considering it's his first movie like it's really really well done like i am i'm, I'm really really impressed with what he was able to do like as a directorial debut like it's it's up there with probably one of the better debuts for any director it's a really really solid movie yeah, I, I I don't know. Every time I watch it, it just makes me wonder how the fuck these other people who do have millions and millions of dollars can't make a comp like a fucking competent action flick. Yeah, like Black Widow or any of these other movies that I look I watch and go, how the fuck did you not get this? This is yeah. like so. This is not hard. Clearly, this is like basic action shit. Clearly, this guy just like watch other stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like how I feel. This is going to be kind of a tangent. I'm asking if you've seen this, but this is not about Amirachi at all. Mm-hmm. Did you see at all any of the clips of the actress who was for in the new Snow White promoting Snow White? No, I didn't even know they the what's the new Snow White? It, it just some reboot with Snow White or whatever. Oh, like, no, I haven't seen it. But every interview she was doing, she was like making TikTok hate her. Like, anti, it was bad, mar- terrible marketing because she kept yeah. being like in all these interviews being like, 
you know, well, this is 2023. It's not 1941 or whatever. So she's going to get saved by the prince. And all, like, she's just being so like, just yeah. the way, the way that she was in these interviews was real. Just not, uh, it was a bad way to, to market. It's yeah. a terrible way to market your movie. And TikTok, who are people her age were like turning on her and like being like, we're like, nah, fuck nah. you. All this kind of stuff. Nah. And people, and then she's doing an interview. She's being like, yeah, I watched the, I watched the movie like one time, like 15 years ago. She's like only like 20 something years old. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. I watched the movie one time, like 15 years ago. And I haven't seen it since. Cause I don't know. I don't, it's, I'm going to, I can, yeah. you don't have to be saved by the man or whatever. Oh and it's like, God. cool, cool. I'll get all that. But like. It's also a really famous story. Maybe do some research. Yeah. Be like, you know, whenever it's not like do Disney a... was like the first people to like create the no, story, it's like old it's shit, a fairy you know? tale. It's like got some real history to it. Yeah, it's just like if my point, my connecting point is this. Yeah, make make an action movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe watch some of the big action movies. Yeah, of all time, and then steal stuff. Yeah, steal stuff and like make it your own. Because if you do that and you don't steal stuff and you mm-hmm. try to think you're going to reinvent the wheel, I'm saying go for it. Steal some stuff too, though. Yeah. And then your movie fucking sucks. And like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. The, the director was like, this is going to be the best action movie of all time. And like that's, well, that's one way to market your movie. Yeah. But then I watch your movie and it fucking sucks, dude. Yeah. Action's not that good. Like you have the, the first, action's not that. Like, hey, you like, like one good action sequence in the movie. That's the beginning of the movie. I was about to say that's really just the scene with Scorpion in the past. That's it. And that's like the best scene in the whole. And movie. you got like some killer. You have like two. Joe Taslam is killer, and you have. I was the, say you got some fucking killers in this movie. And you have you couple that with the most terrible plot line of all yeah. time with these fucking Mokant powers. It sucks. It's terrible. Yeah, their explanation of the powers is really fucking stupid. The like. What was it? It was like key or something like. Yeah, that? just Somehow just let them have powers. Like Kano's fucking laser eyes. Just stupid. let them have power. It's okay. It's Mortal Kombat. There's you a don't different have dimension. To explain it. Like just be like, okay, in this world, people have powers. Yeah, it's fine. If you you become you're a ninja, that's fine. Yeah. So it's stupid. Fuck but it, like he's an undead ninja, he can fucking yeah. spew fire. Who cares? So when you combine, you have stuff like that, but then you have like El Mariachi, which is like, hey, I watched all these fucking movies my yeah. whole life. I rented them all day. Mm-hmm. All fucking day, I watch these fucking movies, and I said, "I'm gonna make a movie, and I'm gonna steal shit." Yeah, I want to make it fucking cool and unique in my own style, and mm-hmm. it works out. And like, how do how do we not just keep doing that? Yeah, it blows my mind because then you watch. I don't know. I mean, I think maybe it's, and this might be the the thing about it is that even if you steal stuff. I think the hard part would be making it your own because like anybody can steal stuff, but like actually having like a specific vision once you've stolen something and like taking some, taking somebody else's idea, but then like twisting it and putting like your own spin on it. That takes a visionary. I mean, maybe, I mean, Tarantino didn't, doesn't do much of that. And well, he doesn't really put his own spin on it. I feel like, well, his piss spin is like, I'm going to put spin it is the, I feel like more of his spin is really like the writing aspect of it like yeah. the actual like visuals like he's just straight up like copy and pasting stuff. well his yeah his his spin is like okay i'm gonna i'm just gonna use long dialogue sequences yeah um, which, which i stole from another writer by the way just so you know like just so we all know this like this basically just the style of the guy who did jackie brown like yeah it's based on a book he just took that guy's style yeah whatever 
me go into my rant again. I'm wearing a Kill Bill shirt right now. I was about to say you're wearing a Tarantino shirt. I'm wearing a Kill Bill shirt, but like, I, I, it's a good movie. But dude, like, yeah, let's remember why you fucking jacked this from. But that's why that's the thing. Like, he Kill Bill's a perfect example. Mm -hmm. We know what he's stealing from. Yeah. If you don't know what he's stealing from, that's just that's just because you're not a big time movie fan. Yeah. Of like old movies, maybe just like new shit. That's fine. Yeah. And to you, this could be a singular moment. Mm -hmm. Wow, Kill Bill. Wow, so unique. Oh my god, so crazy. Right, that's fine. Because yeah. we all were there, probably. If you were young, like when I was young, I don't fucking. And you, you do the intel. Yeah. You do that. Download the data banks. Oh yeah. shit. This is just Chopsaki. Okay, yeah. cool. Blah 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 blah. Right. But what he did it was, I'm gonna take this shit. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna add the music in. Mm -hmm. That I like. I'm gonna add the visuals in that I like. I'm gonna add the. I'm gonna steal all this stuff and patchwork together, and you get Kill Bill, and yeah. that's why it's interesting. You know, if he just made like just a regular ass samurai ninja movie flick, it, yeah. may, it probably would suck. But because he filtered it through his own pop culture brain, mm -hmm. it works out okay. I don't think it always does that, but in this particular sense, I think it did. Mm. Rodriguez is a perfect example. I'm gonna take all this shit that I like a lot. You no know, gun yeah. flu, Hong Kong shit, probably. Filter it through my Texas brain. I was going to say, filter it through the land of everything's bigger in Texas. Right. And then we get fucking these movies. And it's yeah. a perfect example because, like, even the concept, we've seen the concept of the blind samurai. I was about to say, I mean, this movie, uh, I, I don't know. That's disingenuous to say. Never mind. I'm going to take back what I was going to say. But we see, like, the blind, we've seen, like, the tropes. The blind samurai. Yeah. You know, the lone ronin mm -hmm. or, you know, the unknown gunmen. Yeah. Do all that, but make it a musician. Like, that's yeah. all you got to do. It's the perfect cover to be a hit band. Yeah. You travel through town, you play some guitar, you sing a couple songs, kill people. Place. The guitar actually turns out to be a great place to carry weapons. Right. And we've seen we've seen that a couple years later, you know, or however many years later in Terminator 2. Yeah. With the Box of Roses. Mm-hmm. Boom. Done. Got it. So, and... I don't know, dude. I think it's again, like it's just a really great example of what you could do if you just really were a, a like a fan and also a student of the genre you're trying to to do. You yeah, know, yeah, I think, I I think we that. I think we see that more in horror films. Mm -hmm. Um, not you and me in particular, but as a as a in general, I think people see that more because like you see this. Yeah, horror I feel like, like the horror. Genre is probably the best example of like people taking other ideas, but like being able to like craft their own spin to it. I mean, obviously yeah. we talked about earlier, but like Sam Raimi is like probably all these people, like all these horror horror fans, like they take they they find these like bits from movies they love and they just redo them. Yeah, and they look at how the effects are done. And they study how the effects are made. How did Tom Savini do this? How did Phil Tippett do this? Whoever the fuck yeah. is doing it, whoever these people are. Well, now they, yeah, it's like. They go grab Fangoria or famous monsters of Filmland. They read these yeah. fucking stories. They go, okay, here's what we gotta do. They do that at home. They fucking put it on, you know, video, mm -hmm. and they make a low budget horror flick. And then like it is so clearly, and the horror fans are clearly like, okay, we know that he's he or she is pulling inspiration from yeah, insert you know low budget flick or something. Who knows? Yeah. You know. But then we can see that they're filtering it through their own mind and making this cool new vision, you know, mm -hmm. even if they're paying homage to it. But with action, it's almost like it's like people think they can out they can just beat the fucking system. <laughs> people are just gonna like watching CG shit, but yet 
I think it's un- I think it's that people are under the, the mistaken identity that there's stuff on out there that like hasn't been tried. Yeah. And it's like I'm gonna be the one to discover like the fucking new technique, and it's like no, most stuff is already been tried and there's probably a reason you haven't seen your idea out there in other movies well i mean it's like also like the scariest shit to me as a non-horror person is uh, body horror Mm. body horror to me is the worst stuff i cannot watch it i don't like it that's why i don't like watching videodrome i don't like watching any of the cronenberg stuff it it, it creeps me out i don't like it and it's because you have a person making effects on like real effects on a body yeah not CG shit, not like, no, whatever. It's like actual practical stuff. Mm-hmm. But you flip that. I love action when it's mm-hmm. people doing action. Yeah. Not born identity stuff. No, I like born identity for the story. Like yeah, the, the, the story, story born identity is good, but the action is... The action is yeah. trash. But for a $7,000 movie, Rodriguez and this, 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 these people are like, yeah, we're going to be able to one-man band this flick and we're going to make it so effective in pacing and tension and humor and action and all this stuff and filter it through this amazingly fashionable like style yeah while still having some substance mm-hmm. you know because it's not like it's a super duper deep dense action flick it's not that they yeah, it, no. it never tries to be that it's a stylish movie yeah but you never lose any of the character motivations or character development kind of things we see mm-hmm. where mariachi goes from the beginning of the movie to desperado we see the we see the journey and then when you have in when you add in someone like a high level actor like antonio banderas you have an able ability to progress that character even farther in an action movie world yeah. while still maintaining really high quality action you don't we don't see that a lot you know even in it's 1992 to 2023 we still don't see that that often no, not really. And it makes you wonder, like, how the fuck... It makes you wonder this, because the new Rodriguez movie's out. Came out a really? while ago with Ben Affleck. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. I want to watch it, because it's an action movie, and it's Ben Affleck and Rodriguez. I like, yeah. I like all those things. And I'm sure it's fine. But, you know, it makes you wonder, like, what? why did Tarantino blow up? Mm-hmm. But his best friend who stuck to his guns and did what he liked to do, who is a ma- he's a master at what he does. Yeah. Why did he never blow up? And he, why was he, he was kind of, I felt like he was forced to do stuff like Alita mm-hmm. to just like do one for the system or something. I don't know. I'm sure he really liked it too. Obviously he's not going to do it. He doesn't like it. You know, I'm sure he yeah. like, likes the comic book and stuff, but it's kind of like, why did he not click with the, is it with the masses? Is it because he doesn't have, he doesn't have a verbal style. He has a, he has a visual style. Like what's the deal? Like what happened? Like why not? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. It's just it, it, it weird. I don't get it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know why he hasn't really. I don't know. Because even when it's like, um, yeah, I just don't get it. Is it know. because most of his stuff is super even, duper like Mexican? Like he's so he he does dial know, in his culture. But then you look culture, at Spy like, Kids and like Spy Kids was like a super popular series. Absolutely, but he's made a it new one. Also, didn't it still didn't like really blow him up even that much even after that? I I, I always took it as like he was a kind of guy who always did what he wanted to do, and that meant that if he wanted to make a kids movie, he made a kids movie. Yeah, and like yeah, the same guy who made this movie made. You know, from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Or something like that, you know? 
it's just it always weirds me out because you get Grindhouse and you're like, oh, dude, they both these movies, they both these people come from the same place. Yeah. But yet one guy is so clearly more revered in Hollywood in yeah. the world of cinema, and maybe it's because he's a better filmmaker. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's is it because he has more bangers, like more more hits of movies that people just I don't I don't get it because I think that like Rodriguez to me is maybe the more it's, well, maybe it's more because he hasn't he just doesn't have a lot of movies in general so it's like every time he comes out with one it's more revered because he has such a limited limited filmography because Rob Rodriguez has done a lot of stuff compared to yeah, Tarantino he works. I mean obviously Tarantino's only done like nine movies so yeah. Each one's kind of like, especially nowadays, like each Tarantino movie is basically like an event. Whereas Robert Rodriguez, like, he's been, he puts out stuff so much. Although recently he hasn't put out like as much stuff, but you know, that 90s to early 2000s, like he was putting out a lot of stuff. And so when you put out so much stuff, I don't know, maybe it's like the saturation makes it a less special, maybe. I don't know. Let me see. El Mariachi, Desperado, From Death Till Dawn, The Faculty, which is solid. Spy Kids, Spy Kids 2, Spy Kids 3, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Sin City, mm-hmm. Shark Boy Lava Girl, um, oh God, he Grindhouse. Did Lava Girl? Yep. Machete. Maybe that's why, he's also got some stinkers in with his Spy bangers. Kids 4, Machete 2, Sin City 2, Alita, mm-hmm. Red 11, We Can Be Heroes, which is, which is basically Spy Kids. Mm. Uh, Happier Than Ever, which I haven't seen. Hypnotic. Spy Kids, the new one, the movie called 100 Years coming out at some okay. point. Which is, I think, a joke. But like... Um, oh, 100 Years of Solitude? That's a... No, just 100 Years. I think it's like a, oh. a bit movie or something. I don't know. Huh. But, you know, so I, I always look at his, his, like his resume as like so... I mean, critically, probably not all. I mean, probably more... It clearly made these movies make less money than Tarantino's movies do. Mm-hmm. But I almost feel like I almost give him more props because he knows what he wants to do. And he's like, no, I'm going to make low budget grindhouse action movie. And then I'm going to make a kid's movie. Huh? And he commits. Yeah. You know, and I'm not, I don't know. It's just, it, it's so weird because to me, like I look at their filmography and their style and I love everything about Rodriguez's style. It's like, yeah. so, but maybe it's cause I, like, cause I like, I love John Woo and like, it's so, so similar to me. I mean, I, I would probably say that you probably lean towards him cause you more are more of an action guy. Yeah. And that definitely like, he fits in that wheelhouse better than Tarantino for sure. Yeah. Tarantino's not an action guy. No. I mean, he's got some action movies, but he's not an action guy. No, he's not. He can't shoot action. No. His action sucks. It's just bad. Yeah. Um, he loves. He likes to say he does the action good. If I ever saw him, like, Tarantino, you piece of shit. Your action sucks. Your action sucks. This is terrible. This is raw. It's terrible, just dude. screaming at him like Gordon Ramsay for like a good 10 minutes. Yeah. And that's probably what it is. I mean, I just, I always like, I like the um, action man. And yeah. El Mariachi to me is a perfect example of just, holy shit, this dude, this dude is built for this. Yeah. Like this guy, this guy from fucking Texas who went to film school was built to make action flicks. And honestly, in a different world, he could have made, he could have had a career doing like, if he wasn't so, I imagine, so like set on doing what he wanted to do, because yeah. it's all his stuff. 
Right. You know, except for like even Sin City, it's probably him doing the one for the system so he can make Spike Kids or something like that. Yeah. You know, and those are still fun movies. But I feel like in a different dimension, he could have been the guy doing like Blood Fist 2. You know, Hard Target 3. He could have been, you know what I mean? Like he could have been the guy who's like, maybe he would have graduated to being the guy who made the first ones. Hey. You know, but he could have been the guy who like hey, I, I maybe El Mariachi next movie. I, I, I bet he got offers for it. Hey, yeah. we love Air Mariachi. We saw we saw potential. Would you be Would you be willing to make, you know, Hard Target two? Yeah, he'd be like, no. I'm making another movie called Desperado. Yeah. Okay, that comes out. That does really well. Hey, do you want to make, you know, whatever else? What other action yeah. movie that was popular ten years ago? You want to make like, Commando number- too? Yeah, number three. Like, do you want to yeah. do that? You know, because at the time, VHS store, he would have made yeah. money. You know? But he's no, like, no, I want to make From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, I'm making a vampire movie. Okay, I guess. I'm, I'm making a vampire movie. movie that takes place in a bar that's also a strip club. Yeah, and you're going to see Selma Hayek before anyone else ever saw Simon Hayek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember this guy, George Clooney. He was on this hospital soap opera. But yeah. I see some potential in it. He's going to be big one day. So I don't know, dude. I, I don't know, man. What do you think? How, how would you feel after your first experience to... Uh, I liked movies? it a lot. I definitely am interested to watch the rest of the Mexico trilogy, especially Desperado. Because um, I want to see what he is able to create once he... Like his first film, once he's actually able to have like a budget behind it. Yeah. Like, I want to see what that looks like. Yeah, man. I think that you'll enjoy it. I think that it's a... Desperado is a, a perfect extension of everything his vision has in El, El Mariachi. I think it's a great, great movie. And I, I really enjoy watching these movies every time I get a chance to. Because mm-hmm. I, I watched Desperado probably eight months ago. I watched it this year. Mm-hmm. I know that. I watched it sometime in 2023. Because um, it's like anytime it pops up on streaming, I'm like, all right. Yeah. guess I'm going to watch it because it's so good. And Banderas is so good in it. Even though I really do really like the guy who plays Mariachi in the first movie. Yeah, he's um, good. He, he plays the whole vacant, I don't know what's going on, but I've yeah. got to run for my life very well. Whereas, you know, in Desperado, Banderas is playing like a very much more like yeah. suave, kind of cool guy. And like, I mean, I, Antonio Banderas. Yeah, exactly. Especially um, young Antonio. Ooh, buddy. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, Zach, anything else you want to say to you before we end the pod? No, man, I've just had a good time. I'm glad we were able to uh, to watch this. I'm excited to dig more into the rest of the trilogy. Sweet, guys. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you back next week more Check the Vending Machine. See you, guys.